Hello, how's your father? He's doing all right. Cheers. Good to know. Good to know. Tom Matt Tuck. Been all right. I've been okay. Yeah, sorry for that completely random introduction. That's all right. Uh, I'll forgive we, you. We have uh, our podcasting brothers overseas uh, at Super Rad, bad mouthing our pronunciation of the letter H. You tried to play me this. Words. Uh... I did try to play for Tom just now to get his reaction fresh and so you could see the real tough parry. But unfortunately, um, my iPhone died. So we're just going to kind of go, blah, and it all. We're here to talk about video games, of course, and uh, what have you been playing this week, Matthew? Playing? What have you been doing? Well, been Thomas, playing them at all? take an educated guess what oh, I've been playing. Charlie Brown the Game. Charlie Brown the Game, also known as Earthbound, yes. I've almost done it, I'm almost there. I've, I've been on a whimsical adventure full of um, passion and excitement and Steven Spielberg-esque Good timing adventures. Yeah, it's Just because good. it's a bunch of like kids going on an adventure. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like Super 8 before it goes all weird at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, there's no aliens in it. I, I imagine there are aliens. There are in aliens Earthbound. in Earthbound, yeah. Yeah, the title gives me that impression. Yes, yeah. and the the intro screen. I've shown you that, right? Where it's all like UFOs. Oh, I can't remember. You love this game, though. I, don't you? you can't I get enough of it. Do love you can't this get game. enough of playing it on the gamepad. Oh. Uh, which I'm fine with because it gives me the TV. Yeah, it's great. It, you know, it's the best of both worlds. And, you know, like I said on previous podcasts, I kind of felt guilty before, like, stealing the TV and getting involved in an RPG when it's Tom's TV. And Oh, you shouldn't, it. Matthew. You've cooked I, me a lovely meal. I did. <laughs> I've been cracking up my culinary skills just to bribe him. I've actually spiked it so he's going to fall asleep no, you, by the end of this podcast and then the TV will be mine. Uh, no, you prefer the gamepad, though. I love the gamepad. Um, I'm going on a record, going out on a limb, saying it now. Wii U is actually my console of choice at the moment. It is. And I've not seen him on Xbox for God knows how long. I've or a PlayStation not turned my Xbox on for a very long time. Um, not I have. Because there's not good <laughs> games on it. I, I think I should clarify this. Wii U, at the moment, is my is my favourite system to play not, games on. Not just because you've been playing Earthbound, you have been playing other games on I it have as well, been playing you? other games on it, but I, I love the gamepad. It kind of gives me the best of both worlds of a portable system and a home console. I just wish there were some more bloody games. I've been playing <laughs> Wonderful 101, though. The demo of that was released. We kind of briefly touched upon it last week. Mm. It's actually a very good game. I kind of, when I first played it, I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of like Pikmin. And I thought it but was pretty fresh. And I enjoyed what I played about fun. I couldn't get used to it at first. Like, there's a mechanic in it, which essentially means you use the right stick to draw shapes so like when you are when you're your lead superhero and you want to make there's a few things you can make you make a big fist you draw just a circle to try and like yeah to simulate as in like a clenching fist then when you make a sword you draw a straight line and so they're maybe, all color-coded and stuff maybe we should explain what the game is about first of all it's a top-down view and you're commanding a group of superheroes you are, but I, I don't think, like, a, a lot of them are actual superheroes, but a lot of them are just, like, you know, you, you see a cop on the street and you circle him and then he becomes, like, a temporary superhero. Yeah, I, you're recruiting these uh, ordinary people as superheroes as you're f- all these all this shit thrown at you. Yeah, I, I don't really know the story. I've been kind of trying to keep away from it in terms of, like, finding it's, out what the game's yeah. about and stuff. It's not given away in the demo, is No, it? it's not. It's not really explained. But I think you're fighting kind of some kind of supervillains or aliens. It's probably uh, aliens Probably again. aliens <laughs> again. And, yeah, you're just kind of rallying your community together to kick some ass under this superhero guy. It's good. I really enjoyed it. What are you... you I played a bit of it. Yeah, I. Oh, sorry. I, I can't really say a lot more about it because it was only 
a demo and it wasn't really that long but i like the massive hand and when you you can get all your superheroes together to create a massive hand that that can turn uh dials and and such it's also cool you know that was quite cool little feature hard to explain on the radio it is very hard to explain on the radio. You I'm calling it the radio. The radio. I, I mean, over a. Shall we all seek and receive pronunciation? Podcast. Then the boys at the Super Rad would be very happy because they would be able to hear us as we would be speaking in clear diction. Ooh. Or I could just speak Welsh th- and say you <laughs> and you as the same word. You know, as in your year that you hear things through and the year as in. 2013. They are the same word in you're, my You're vernacular. confusing even me now, Matthew. Yeah. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Tangent. Um, but no, it's really good. I can't really do it justice, to be honest, um, of how good a game it is. But they can deal out some justice for you when Wonderful 101 is released. Later soon. this month. Yeah. I believe the 30th of August or is the 23rd. I've, I've pre-ordered a few games on the Wii U and I've kind of, they've all merged into one because they were all in the same order. Mm-hmm. Um, I pre-ordered that. I pre-ordered uh, Rayman Legends for the console it was intended to bloody be on. And I also uh, pre-ordered Sprinter Cell. Don't really know why. But then you tell me why. You said it's because there's some interesting stuff they're doing with the gamepad that obviously is available in other versions. Yeah. Um, also uh, that it, looks like a Splinter Cell game again, whereas it kind of looked like Call of Duty third person oh, yeah. in every you, other trailer they've done. What did done. you say? Like, Sam Fisher looks like Sam Fisher? Yeah, I think... not usually? Well, I don't know. he didn't, or at least, like, it was like a young... his head or something. It was a young When burly. he was most wanted. No, it was a young burly guy. You did not see it. Like, it almost seemed like a reboot. But I think Sam Fisher is, like, giving you instructions. I think Sam Fisher's like your boss or something from the trailer I saw. Oh, you're not Sam off. Fisher? I, I'm not sure. I honestly don't oh, I'm, know. I'm, I'm confused now. Yeah, so am I. Um, but I, yeah, I pre-ordered it just because I want to buy it on the Wii U just because I, I need some games for my Wii U. So you haven't played Pikmin 3 though yet? I haven't. I really <laughs> wanted to today and then I got stuck in bloody Earthbound looking for a, an ultimate weapon for a character who's comically named Pooh. Um, I was looking for the the Sword of Kings. Um, uh, for Called those of you who played Earthbound, yeah, his name's Pooh with ask a H. No, P O O. Pooh. Yeah, don't ask me why. Mm. It's his name. I didn't. I'm not being a child and just naming oh, well, him. You didn't. Know, yeah. No, uh, that's his actual name. Apparently, that's Scrotum. Yeah, you can click an option that says "Don't care." Didn't you do that? Naming. On the game, I did. I did it on Etrian Odyssey, and I really regretted my my a, guild a name guild. is Scrotum, and then um, yeah, all so of my characters have terrible where? names. They say, "Ah, the guild of Scrotum." Yeah. Uh, ah, Scrotum, it's wonderful to receive you into our tavern, <laughs> etc. <laughs> Brings me no end of joy when I pick that game up because I forget that mm. I was a, an eight-year-old boy the day I played that game, mm. and. Yeah, just any time they mentions my guild name, it's just like, Scrotum, you're not authorised to pass through here, said by an anime lady. Makes me giggle no end. Yeah, that's quite funny. Yeah, um, very serious game, though. <laughs> very, yeah. well, very good nice. Well, you, you lightened it up then. You know? I did, like you yeah. Did very hard as well. That. Very fucking hard, actually. First Etrian Odyssey. I've got four. I haven't played it yet. Bought a US DS for it, but I got suckered into Earthbound so much that I haven't. Really yeah. picked it up or Shimagami since. I'll get back on them. I'll get there. What have you been playing? Tom? I got back on a game. Really? <laughs> you got back on a game that you haven't played in about a year, I'd say, if yeah. not more. Um I completed Showers of the Dam this weekend after an awful long time since getting the game. I got the game on release, so uh this is quite a Yeah, that's about two Two years ago, a maybe a bit more. A little story here. Well, I, I I got so far in the game and I got quite stuck at a certain section. And about a year ago, I explained this to Matt, and and then uh, he 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 did it for me actually. The bit I was stuck on, but I was like, oh great, that's I know what to do now. Uh, I won't save it, obviously because I want to do it myself. Uh, I'll come back to that later. And the later has been this weekend. Yeah, for those of you who've played the game, uh, it's uh, the fifth chapter, the castle hassle, when you're going up to the stairs and like Garcia opens the door and it's he's like, the ah, these yeah. demons, they'll disappear! Oh, and that then, was fantastic. And then he opens the door 
and like in the start of the game and then he's like ah, i bet they'll open the door again they'll fucking disappear and then he, he opens it and then they, they kick and then him you have uh, a few waves of enemies you got to defeat but the most annoying ones are the ones with the uh like the batteries on their backs yeah like big tesla coil things on yeah back. It, they can be hard to aim at especially if you <laughs> haven't worked out or can't remember yeah how haven't the played the game on. in a year and a half yeah because one of the weapons i think it's the oh got the dentist is it yeah or the, the machine grinder? gun yeah. with the thing yeah uh the lock on yeah and there's a lock-on feature could that totally forgot about that and in fact i find the lock-on feature a little bit temperamental because it doesn't it's still very doesn't temperamental to, yeah to work anyway i upgraded my big boner which is the name of the gun for those who haven't played it uh, play it a, if you haven't yes you really i mean really shout should. the damned is one of the in my opinion and i think you agree with me matt is that correct you're a fan of the game as well? i'm i very big fan of the game but to be honest with you i kind of given up hope on third person action games until until I play Shadows, Shadows of, the of the Damned, one of the greatest games of the last console generation, certainly one of the most unique, and for the most part, a perfect game, I'd have to say, with a lot of character, uh, and I can describe the gameplay as being similar to uh, Resident Evil 4, for me at least, that was one of the major draws of how well it controlled and played. That's the wonders of having the director of Resident <laughs> Evil 4 make your game for you. And as you said yesterday, it's probably a be- the best Suda 51 game because for of the it. fact that it, um, Shinji Mikami was involved. I think that's his name. I could, I could be getting confused with someone else. Uh, but what, what a fantastic game. And I'm so glad I finished it. Uh, but not without its frustrations. I, I, I was up till half past one last night trying to do what I found to be not quite the last boss, uh, and then uh, finished it off this morning. Yeah, wow, yeah, you made that difficult. Yeah, I, pretty much. I thought there was a lot of stuff that felt quite unfair to have so much thrown at you, but it did feel like by the end of it, you'd struggled through it, and that you got a great feeling of achievement when you actually beat it. Beat it. Yeah, but like I, I think it's hard, but it's not stupid hard for the sake of being hard it's beatable it's not you know like ha ha you're gonna spend 15 hours doing this yeah i think when you've worked out how the auto aim works it's probably a lot easier yeah in all fairness (laughs) you know it's got a pretty good learning curve in the game it's just you haven't played it for a year and a half yeah and i went straight to the the last boss and the hardest bit of the game yeah so pretty much yeah (laughs) i think that would probably summarize why you but it, it's charming. Trouble. And it brought up, actually, when I was getting frustrated with the game, a discussion me and Matt had about completing games. And, and I, was, I was saying earlier about how you know, I enjoyed the experience. It was a journey. It was not the result. And I wasn't too bothered about completing games. I, I felt like the game was making me suffer through this really difficult uh, section of the game so I could complete it. And maybe it was my frustration speaking, but I was like... You know, you're not going to make me complete this game. You're not going to put me through this just to complete this game. I've enjoyed this game up to this point. And why should I have to go through this to complete it? Right? I, I, I didn't like the notion of completing a game until I completed it this morning. And I reflected on Shadows of the Damned as a whole, as a story, as a cinematic experience. And as the uh, end, last credits rolled, and I was treated to a fantastic little cutscene at the end of the... Uh, end of the see, you called it a film then? Yeah. The game... Um, I felt like, well, that's it. That is the entire experience there. That's what this game is. It's it's a cinematic experience uh, as well. But it's at odds with the fact it is a very good game as well. Yeah. And that's kind of an interesting thing. Like you keep referring to it as a cinematic experience. And obviously... Some games can't balance that. So no, no, no. Good gameplay. Definitely not. Great characters, uh, amusing script, uh, great realized worlds, humor. But that's what, you know, games are essentially for nine times out of ten trying to be films. I mean, like, look at the Call of Duty franchise. It's mm-hmm. just set piece after set piece, shoot some people, run to it, and then it's a it's set a piece, and then. Hollywood blockbuster film. It is a Hollywood Whereas blockbuster. Whereas Shadows of the Damned is like a cult. B movie. B movie. Yeah. And yeah, I, I'd be more likely to watch a film like Shadows of the Damned as opposed to a film like that called like Call of Duty. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I, I do think it's it's a cult classic game. Shadows of the Damned should be looked back upon as a fantastic moment in gaming. 
I think it should. Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it didn't do too well, and I, I kind of question why it didn't. I mean, a lot of the the flack that Suda seems to get anytime he releases a game, like we were talking oh, earlier Killer is about dead, Killer is, is Dead, an awful lot of flack, and this whole gigolo mode thing has got in there. What is it like? You just you you've in between te- um, the action stages, uh, Suda describes it as a, a breathing space because uh, it's so hectic, the main game, where you ogle women with 3D X-ray vision. Yeah. He describes it as a James Bond-like scenario. Yeah. Between the missions, you know, after James Bond, at the end of a James Bond film, he relaxes with a lady. Yeah. You know? Um, and he's a little bit, you know, he's a little bit saucy as Bond, isn't he? I remember he wore those X-ray specs in um, Ward is Not Enough, I think. Yeah. And because the game is taking cues from this whole world, then... It only seems right to kind of parody that or yeah. have something with that theme in the game. It is what it is, yeah. you know. I mean, it's an adult-rated game. The people who play Suda 51 games know to what's know coming. Know what to expect. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, let's be honest. Like, there are there is blatant cases of sexism in the video games industry, and you read a lot about it on sites like Kotaku, where they're bringing focus to it, which is good. And I mean, even the new Vanillaware game, ah, Dragon Crown. Crown. Thank you very much. Big breasted witch. Big breasted witch that didn't need to be that big breasted, and then the whole thing that stemmed out of that. Interestingly, Suda described how in Japan they tested fine with women, and in Japan women were cool. Well, the the test group at least. Yeah, we're okay uh, with with, it. with the with the idea of it, and I think maybe they just accepted it for what it is. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Uh, yeah. My point of bringing that up was, um, the fact that I remember reading reviews for the game and they criticised it for, you know, the really silly humour of uh, your gun being called Johnson. Who, oh, Shadows of the Damned. Yeah, and Shadows of the Damned, and saying uh, obviously his name's Johnson, and then your gun's called the Big Boner, and then you have a flaming yes. boner and all it's this kind of stuff. Thing, isn't it? Ha 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 ha. Why are we trying to seem all so mature? We play video games, you know. It's it's kind of an immature pastime. But honestly, like I read all these reviews, and I was like, God, oh, that just sounds a bit dull. Sounds a bit stupid. Honestly, it's the most fun game I've played in a long, long time. Arguably, my favorite third-person action game of all time. But also El Shaddai exists, which is a completely different spectrum of what mm. it is. El Shaddai is just a visually just amazing mm. game. Gameplay isn't as tight as I would say of Shadows of the Dam, but oh my god, if you haven't played El Shaddai, just go and play it. Biblical themes running through it, uh, some holier-than-thou aspects that some people may put them off. Just ignore it. Just look at it for what it is, and it is just the most beautiful game you'll have ever seen on a home console, at least. It's great that there's games out there that continue to shock and surprise. I think it's important that the developers like Suda are making games which make people react. Yeah, definitely. You know, it it creates talking points like the one where we've just had. Um, I mean, we've kind of discussed this, right? And I mean, neither of us really want any... Like, there are exceptions, obviously, and there will be games that will come out that we really want... But, like, I'm playing Earthbound, and that's maybe 20 years old. Now, one of the games I'm going to talk about in great length in a moment is a game from, like, the 1980s. It's just games, like, have got to this stage now. Sterile, perhaps? Possibly. Like, I think we're at a tipping point of games where, as you were saying, with the cinematic experience, I think games need to decide what they want to be. Do they want to be films mm. with elements of interactivity to them or do they want to be themselves either a pure gameplay experience where there's about little to no story yeah. as is being touted for killer is dead right they're saying like oh it hasn't got enough of a story if i remember correctly yeah, it was a, that, that's a, a harsh comment i've the, read the somewhere. story has been criticized it doesn't make much sense or anything but the, of course with all these games that Sue has been involved in they've been about gameplay yeah. called, and that is the most important thing You've got to focus on gameplay if you're going to make a video game. Agreed. It's in the name, so. But like, um, is it Jonathan Blow, the man who created uh, Braid? Yes. Uh, he's been talking about, and he's been saying a lot in like lectures and things, how uh, this new game he's making that I can't remember the goddamn name of the puzzle game. Oh, that one. Yeah. I know. Um, 
hopefully <laughs> oh damn it everyone listening will know what we're talking about that puzzle game he's making for the ps4 you, you know me. i can't yeah any, anyways no me google yeah it. you google it <laughs> i just thought you were talking to everyone listening yeah can you um, google it for me but he's been to... saying with it and i can't re- it's on the tip of my bloody tongue i can't remember it's like the it's something to do with an island and some kind of like it's like the fugitive the fugitive. Some, I know it's not the, the visitor. It's no. something along those lines. Um, While uh, Tom's googling, I'll kind of explain what he's saying, not to get off point. Uh, but googling. he said that um, games are borrowing too much from cinema. They need to find the way to tell stories themselves. They need to figure out how to tell stories correctly in video games. And he said, this is what he hopes this new console generation will bring. And he said, obviously, we've now got the power and like the graphics and stuff are kind of at that level where we're not going to go much better. And he mm. said, it needs to be about the story of this generation and how those stories are told. Yeah. Mm. Do you find the name of it? Yeah. Is it The Visitor? Harrison Ford film. The Fugitive? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually called, I'm thinking Witness, The Witness. Oh, the it's The Witness. Oh, yeah, I knew it was The, the Witness. Something. The Witness. Not starring Harrison Ford. Yes, not starring Harrison Ford. Coming to a theatre near really? you. It would be, oh my God, can you imagine? Like, Has Harrison Ford ever done a voiceover for a game? Do, he doesn't do his own voice in indie games, does he? No, I don't think so. <laughs> in, in the indie, indie games. games. Yeah. Indiana Jones. <laughs> like Minecraft. Yeah, what else have we been playing then? Other than Shadows of the Damned. Quite a lot, actually. Oh, really? Uh, this afternoon, I uh, got stuck back. Uh, stuck back into Dead Deadpool. Uh, I'll get the words out eventually. But Looked like a, a fun action romp. It is a fun action romp. I like Deadpool. If you like slashing stuff up with swords and shooting stuff, and play El Shaddai. Yeah, and have a sense of humour. <laughs> then Damn. Okay, then, no play El Shaddai. Deadpool's a very solid and enjoyable experience. Uh, I'm I having a it. lot of fun with it. You know, you've got, again, it's one of those games that constantly surprises you because it's just so out there in places. You yeah. Know? And you're like, oh, it's great that they did that. Oh, listen to that. Oh. My you one know. criticism of someone watching it, though, it did seem to be very, very repetitive. And this is what the backlash, uh, I think, has been from reviews and such critics. Because I, I had to ask you at one point, had you died? Because I wasn't sure if you'd succeeded in the area and just gone into another area that looked exactly the same. I assure you, Matthew, for someone who... Well, I I like these kind of games, but... I love Deadpool. I'm going to play it. And uh, I really enjoy the combat, and it hasn't grown tiresome for me yet. Okay. I think what what helps is the fact that it is funny. Yeah. And it is well-made, and good job, High Moon Studios... On a, on, on a game which I think deserved a, a much more warm reception. Yeah, I, I don't get that whole thing of like High Moon, suddenly everyone getting sacked and then them just kind of, you know, treating it as shovelware when it seemed to be something a lot more they've, than... They'd put a lot of work into that game, a lot of work on the writing and the humour and, and, and everything is, from what I've played, and I've played most of the game now, very solid. Yeah. Oof. It's a shame then. Anything else oh, on your thing here and there? And I playing a bit of Street Fighter earlier. Yeah, Street Fighter Two using that controller you picked up. Yeah, the fighter fight, pad. The fighter pad. With the lovely six buttons on the right there. Yeah, you know, no playing around with those shoulder buttons. No faffing. No faffing. Straight to business. Played a much better game of Street Fighter with it as well. well I recommend it. Zangief though. It's almost like I real life repeating itself. Eventually, then gave up after Cammy. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Street Fighter. No, actually, I, I've, I've played lots, and I, I'm actually trying to think now. You oh, played yes. uh, my copy of R-Type 3 that I oh, p- briefly. picked up for the GBA. Yeah. What were your thoughts? Was Hard. it okay? Oh, I'd heard it wasn't a good port, and what, from what I the what I played until I couldn't get any further was uh, the sound sounded a bit weird at times, and yeah, but nothing majorly not wrong unplayable I could see. Yeah. But I imagine for those familiar with the original game, which I'm not, that there may be some stuff missing. I imagine maybe there's maybe less levels or maybe things don't look right. But uh, Possibly. Recon I'm not sprites, sure. That kind of thing. Um, maybe. I've been playing Dead Space 3, actually. Started that co-op with, with a friend online. I, I did see a bit of you playing it. Beautiful. Really nicely It done. does look like a really oh, nice game. The lighting and... Ooh, 
And, and the design side of things, Dead Space 3 is beautifully designed thing. The suits themselves are fantastic, and a lot of the gizmos and the gadgets, and I like the creatures and such. Um, now, I'm not someone who's as familiar with the series as Matt is, so uh, I think a lot of the argument that's been, you know, towards uh, Dead Space 3 is it's quite a departure from the original games, which focus a lot more, I think, on atmosphere, don't they? And, they and do. Um, the pacings are quite There a lot is a different. lot of, you know, like, boo horror in Dead Space yeah. of, like, walk past a locker, oh, there's a necromorph. But, you know, there are genuine moments of terror in that game that I hadn't experienced since the Resident Evil remake on the GameCube yeah. of you being at your the terminal upgrading your uh, bolt cutter, plasma cutter, weapon and then a necromorph comes up behind you because you're doing access in the menus in real time and then you're like oh mm. shit 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 but i from what i saw of it and what you were playing like were you scared at any oh point? no 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 not really no i mean it you know i was there it doing you some iron now and again <laughs> I was there doing some ironing. doing some ironing then playing earthbound like doing a lad ironing yeah um <laughs> I just, I don't know, it just seemed a bit tame to me. The fact that it, it has almost become like a third-person squad-based thing. I didn't, I wouldn't say it was squad-based. I think you very much feel like you are, as well as your friend, you know, yeah, alone on, on an abandoned space station where you're, creatures are being thrown at you. You're alone together. You're alone together, oh, yeah. It's, I mean, you're not, it's not like Gears of War. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like, the way, like, in the star, there was a lot of people on the ship, and they were talking to them and stuff, and I mean, it's the same in the first Dead Space, like, there were other people who were on your engineering vessel with you, and you do speak to them through a com, mm-hmm. but you get the feeling that you're never going to see them again, kind of yeah. thing, and then when you do, you're like, oh my god, I, I found you, and there's that urgency to connect mm-hmm. with the people who are still on the ship, who are still alive, who aren't necromorphs. Perhaps if you accept it, it's a slightly different type of game, and not exactly like its predecessors. I know a lot of the strengths of predecessors maybe on as apparent in this one. I liked it. And I know Gareth, who has played through Death Space 1 and 2 himself as well, is very much enjoying it. Yeah. Well, I went into this game thinking it's got to be better than Resident Evil 6. I was going to say, it doesn't <laughs> look like a bad game. I won't, I'm not I, saying yeah, that. But. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying Resident Evil 6 is bad because it does, i am it, on fucking record it does do some nice things here and there but as a whole it it, it doesn't make you want to keep playing because it's full of frustrations and it it just feels it feels a bit of a mess resident evil 6 and i'm not the first person to come out and say this and i won't be the last it's the most mind-numbingly boring game to watch <laughs> if you're a, a it, it's beautiful looking in places oh Six. no it, it does look nice um, but yes, so going into Dead Space was like, well, it's got to be better than Resident Evil 6 co-op because we were looking for something to play in co-op that was like Resident Evil 5. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was a great co-op experience. Um, so yes, Dead Space. And I mentioned on the podcast the other week that I've been playing 007 Legends. You had? I've played you, it a bit more. You had criticised its I'd, first-person shooters. I'd criticised it and... That was the first part of the first section of the game, the, the part based on Goldfinger. And the second half was all shooting. It was quite a different a different thing altogether. And I really enjoyed the shooting. I found it challenging uh, and satisfying and, yeah, rather good. Uh, you weren't a fan of the first-person boxing thing? Oh, no, that feels tacked on. There's a, a mechanic crappy. in there where you have to fight a guy by wiggling sticks. and it. Well, basically, it tells you push that stick up, push that stick down. I think it does it, that because you're on easy, though. That's uh, why you've got to bear in mind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am on easy. But I'm playing it. It's not easy, by, the, by oh, any no. standard. Well, you're playing it in the body armor, old um, school health mode. I'm playing it on I've got a health bar, and if the health bar depletes, I'm dead. Which is great because you seem never to get any health. Yeah, and it saves at checkpoints the fact that you've got little health. It doesn't regenerate health anywhere. No. So it is rather challenging still. In fact, I was doing one section over and over again for nearly as long as I was trying to do the boss on Shadows of the Dam the other day. Yeah. Because it is quite tough in places. Um, and what did I say about the first person shooting? It, it, it wasn't great and the, uh, the enemies are moving too much. And a lot of these problems I had with it. Yeah. Were, weren't as apparent 
as as I got more wrapped up in what was just a shooting experience, yeah, I think when it was trying to be so many different things, it was like the the problem stood out more. Yeah. Uh, but I really like shooting stuff. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Pretty good. Give me so a good right. adrenaline rush anyway. It, it looked okay. I'm yeah. I'm tempted to play it after you've done with it. Yeah. Once I'm done with the, you want to do it? <laughs> the eight other million games I've got in my pile. But yeah. I, I think that's pretty much my... I'll probably think of something else. Uh, yeah, something I, I can else, think of a few things you've played. I've played little done. things here and there. Some Japanese fighters. Oh, awesome. yeah. But uh, they're, they're the main stays were Shadows of the Damned, Deadpool, and 007 Legends and, and Dead, Dead Space, Space 3. 3. Yeah. So that's quite a lot. For me, this has been my most prolific week in gaming for some time. Tom has played an awful lot of games this week. And um, for longer than I have for a while. The whole time Tom's played Shadows of the Damned, I've been trying to get that fucking sword <laughs> in his bound. And yeah, I, I've given up now. It's going to go complete the game because everyone's way over level because of how much time I've spent trying to get the sword. So the rest of the game's going to be easy now. So it means I should be able to knock through it in a night or two, which is good. And then I'm getting on Pikmin 3. Yay, Pikmin. I think for me, I might have a rest for a while from video games. I was playing Deadpool today and uh, I got to a point where I was like, I've played too many games. I'm starting to get a headache. Yeah, um, a gamer's remorse, man. That time you spent playing that could have been better spent doing other I don't things. know. I've had a good weekend. I, you know, I've been quite productive this weekend. T- today was my day to um, take things a little bit easier. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't feel guilty about playing a few video games. My week has been a serious week of sorting my life out, so I'm okay with it too. Oh uh, yeah, I'm. I guess I should talk about the other game that I've bought slash play then my little break from yeah, Earthbound on, on an excursion yeah. sorry so I've been rabbiting on it's for okay. so long yeah so I'm going to do um, another edition of A Link to the Past for those who missed it last week it's one of those random things like we used to be on the Chris Moyles show where you link a load of things together Chris Moyles is and a British DJ he is a British <laughs> DJ I apologise to our American Danish and wherever you are from yeah we'd love listeners. to hear where, where you're listening to this from yeah that'd be nice we've got a few it? aussies apparently a few aussies do they yeah. mind being called aussies well, a few australian a few australian uh, gentlemen uh, maybe ladies i i we're not <laughs> i don't want to presume not sexist yeah, exactly we're not suited 51 um you just <laughs> swing no 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 yeah no one's sexist uh, associated with this podcast no of course not um yeah so i'm gonna run through it you'll see what it's all about Oh, fourth mentioning as well before I go into this. A link to the past Firth always mention. starts <laughs> with a fact about either a link to a past or a Zelda game, or it will in the future anyway. Right, let's Just get. Just because that link to the past sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Tom came up with that. Well, actually, Nintendo came up with that, but then Tom was just like, a link to the past, ho, ho, ho. And I was like, that's actually better than anything I've got. That's the title. So you always have to tie into a Zelda thing now. It always has to tie into a Zelda thing, and it also has to end with the game I've bought that week. It's going to be fun when I don't buy any games. Right then, A Link to the Past. A Link to the Past music composer, Koji Kondo, is a Nintendo veteran. Kondo started working for Nintendo in 1984, with the first score he did being for an arcade version of Punch-Out!, Punch-Out! is a very popular series of boxing games for the NES, SNES, and Wii, respectively, as well as the previously mentioned arcade titles, and feature a character from the series' most popular title, Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! called King Hippo. King Hippo appeared in the terrible Saturday morning cartoon show Captain N, Games Master. Captain N wore a power glove, an equally terrible peripheral for the NES, made popular by the even more terrible movie Wizard. Like Wizard, the power glove is bad. Bad like a fur day Conkers had on the N64. Conkers was created by British studio Rare pre-Microsoft. Rare made the original Killer Instinct game, now being developed by Double Helix. Double Helix have a history of rebooting old franchises with arguably questionable gameplay results. Some of them are shit. Starting with Konami's Silent Hill, and are currently working on a reboot of Capcom's classic arcade title, Strider. But Capcom themselves also like rebooting their properties. More recently, their fucking fantastic remake of Nintendo and Disney's classic DuckTales. Whoa. Oh, yeah, I've been playing DuckTales. Again, again, you get so into this. I do, I do. DuckTales. Woo! I think this podcast has come with a health warning. It should. 
It's giving me a, a kickstart now. I'm going to be up all night. Oh, God, it's like caffeine. Yeah, I've been playing DuckTales. Um, I've read a few negative things about DuckTales over the last the couple game. of days about this remake and of the game itself, to which I will gladly go out on a limb, and I'm using the whole mature content tag in this podcast far too liberally. We usually don't swear, but fuck you, anyone that says DuckTales is a bad game, because it's... it's Gameplay design at its best. It's made by Capcom's Mega Man team of the 80s. And it's just such a goddamn fun game. And it hasn't been changed that much then from its original design. No, obviously it's got story things inputted into the game, but still like the bits where you jump up and down and get diamonds are still the same. They're still hidden areas are exactly the same. It's just they've added story with the original voice cast, which is absolutely amazing. And... Yeah, it's just such a fun game. Honestly, it's a pure platforming if you like retro games. And fortunately, Disney have also come out and said now they're obviously making Castles of Illusion again. Mickey Mouse from the Master System, also Mega, Mega Drive. Drive. And Port um, of the Master well, the Master System yeah, version. Yeah, I think so. Uh, but they've also said they're going to do Quackshot as well now. And I'm hoping to God that they do DuckTales 2 off the back of this and maybe even make a new DuckTales game. Because it's just great. Honestly, the level of humour in this writing just is true to the DuckTales cartoon, which I used to be a big fan of as a kid. Also been reading a lot of Carl Barks's uh, Life and Times of Scrooge by Duck a couple of months back. Mm. So it's just pitch perfect, honestly. Good gameplay, fair gameplay. Challenging in parts, but you never go, ah, bad game design. It's Honestly, it's just such a good damn game. I, I, I noticed in this couple of weeks and like this week especially I've not mentioned any game that I've thought was particularly bad other than Resident Evil and I'll, I'll go on the record as saying Warhammer 40k Space Marines is the worst game ever made but yeah I just I've I've realised recently after playing Metal Gear Rising Revengeance that I haven't got time to play games I don't like and so I'm kind of trying to take a stand and mention games that I really like playing I think you should play and honestly, DuckTales is great. It's not very long. I think I did it in about four or five hours, maybe. I, I pretty much I sat there and I did the first two levels one night and then I, I took a break from Earthbound and played it again. Oh, it's just such a good damn game. Yeah, that's, that's my start of my board. So I picked that up uh, yeah. for the Wii U. I played it on my gamepad. Gotta go out and say this. If Nintendo want to sell Wii U's to people, they should just give them a gamepad, let them mong out on a couch for a day or two, and then they will understand the beauty of that console. You can just sink into a couch, and it's right there in your hands, much like a handheld, but, you know, what are you going to do? Nintendo are very good at making handhelds. They're also very good at making consoles. This is a hybrid of the two in a perfect marriage, in my opinion. Yeah. Islands in the stream. That is what they are. Hey, hey, Nintendo could do with hiring you to sell their Wii U. I think um, I do a much better job than Rufus Hound. They made him shave, and that commercial's terrible. Rufus Hound? No, it's not Reginald D. Hunter. It's Rufus Hound. It, really it is, is Rufus Hound. Oh, you, yeah, you have me believing it was the other guy. No, it isn't. Um, yeah, it is Rufus Hound. Uh, but yeah, oh. I I bought that off of the Wii U Virtual Console. I bought Stunt Racer FX for the Super Nintendo. Um, the bog shop in Aarhus had some American... I love that name, bog shopping. Bog shopping. Which means... Bookshop. But it's what they call second-hand places. It's kind of like a cash generator for in the UK, but it's just like a regular pawn shop. And yeah, but Stunt Racer FX, um, 40 kroner. You can actually buy porn there if you wanted to. You could actually buy porn. It's Denmark. They're very liberal. You could also probably buy chess. You could buy both types of pawn. Um, 40 kroner. I couldn't go wrong. I remember playing it as a kid. My cousin had it, and I really liked it, and it's got the Super FX chip in, so it looks very nice. Can't remember. Have you played it at all, Tom? Is it a good game, in your opinion? Stunt Racer. Yeah, because I've... I've never played it. I have my childhood nostalgia, and that's all I've played it. So we'll have to give it a bash this week, and then we'll let people know next week. Give it a bash. Give it a bash. (laughs) Yeah, picked up R-Type 3, as previously mentioned. And uh, as we said last week, the fantastic DJ Klaus for a cinema ticket to see Elysium has given us his Amiga 500, which is currently sat in our living room in a box because we haven't got anything to play on it. The bed that's in our living room. The bed in our living room where guests stay. Oh, yes. Next to the console corner. Next to the console corner, yeah. In the shack. 
in the shack. On a very tall hill, teetering yeah. on the edge. It gets cold in here. It does night. get cold in here at night. <laughs> very lonely. Put some more coal on the fire. Oh, I will. I will. Uh, that's all I've bought. I've literally bought three titles and we were given an Amiga. That is my wonderful list of this week. Like I said, I pre-ordered some stuff as well. But You did? Yeah, I, I haven't bought much. After last week and it's Dreamcast, I kind of was just like, ah, I'll hold off on buying a game. Though I do really want Conkers. Yeah, go on, Tom. You want some Conkers? Yeah, it's bad food. It's not quite the season yet. Okay, it's more autumn. <laughs> yeah, that's a terrible joke. Moving on. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I've purchased a few things this week, actually. Um, at one point this week, I was thinking, I don't think I'm going to be picking up much this week uh, after my first purchase, which was Sailor Moon Super S for the Sega Saturn. 2D fighter? 2D one-on-one fighting game uh, featuring those the, the Sailor lovable Moon Sailor Moon characters. Um, as you know, Probably, if you listen to this regularly, I like fighting games. Uh, I have a lot on the Saturn already. This was one that kind of passed me by. I think maybe I read somewhere it wasn't very good. Yeah. But I've kind of forgotten that now. I'm not <laughs> sure if that's anyway. true. And bought it anyway. Um, it's about £11. It's all right. Including the postage. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to giving that a shot. The video of it looked okay. World Heroes Anthology for the PlayStation 2. Yeah. Uh, £10. Okay. Free postage. £10. £10. Okay, so the World Heroes series, uh, popular, I think first appeared on the uh, Neo Geo. Rather good. Not heard of it. Never uh, played I've it, I played, think. Uh, I think what I've played is World Heroes Perfect on the Saturn, which was pretty solid. This is a compilation of all the um, World Heroes games. I prefer the Japanese title of this anthology, which is called World Heroes Gorgeous. Okay. Which is not more appealing to me. Creature Shock Special Edition. What's Creature Shock? Creature Shock was like a first-person FMV shooting game. Okay. In the, on the rails, style of Mad much. Dog? Or? Um, no, no, not in the style of Mad Dog. You have control over where you're going, basically, oh, through corridors. Oh, I think you've shown you me this. Cl- yeah. Click in a direction, you'll move through the corridor in like an FMV sequence. Was this also on the CDI? Will come out. It was on the CDI. Yeah, I, I think I've seen this. I think yeah. you've showed me, yeah. Creature Shock uh, is one of those games I remember from the CDI. I couldn't track down the CDI copy, so I decided to get it on the Saturn. I, it's actually a US copy that I managed to track down. Yeah. Um, from a nice guy called Peter. Okay. Who is selling me that? How much you pay? How much you pay? How, How much, much did I pay for that? It's about fifteen pounds actually. Ooh. That's the most expensive purchase of the week so far. Okay. Well, you're doing good if that's the most expensive purchase. M- moving along, uh, mm, Muzasha, Muzasha, Muzasha. Im, the Samurai Legend. Oh, Mushami. Well, it's actually does this read read Musasha? Maybe Musasha. I thought I was Musasha, Musasha, Musasha. And oh. this is a PS2 game. I've clicked off your listings. I'm a silly boy. Um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is um, something matters uh, for me. It might be an RPG, which I'm slightly concerned about. I thought it was actually an action game. If it is. If it is. Uh, with, a, with a prequel, that was an RPG. Yeah, I was going to say uh, Brave Fencer Share. Whatever. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. You've rocked my, my notion a bit now. Um, but yeah, that I didn't actually check out any videos of this before purchasing. If it's an action RPG, I'll take it off your hands. You know, I will. Don't worry about it, it won't go to waste. Uh, next purchase was Trauma Center Under the Knife 2 for the DS. For the DS, this was never released uh, in Europe, so uh, it's an American copy of the game. It cost me £8.40p. That's pretty good. With postage? With postage, that is. Oh, banging. Uh, looking forward to that. Heard it's the, the best portable version of the game. I hadn't played the original Trauma Center, but I have played the original Wii game. Uh, I played the original Trauma Center. It's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Wii game was sort of a remake it of is, the yeah. original Trauma Center. So in, in a Wii way, I have played, played it. it. Yeah. Um, and la- lastly, uh, actually not quite lastly, uh, but my last purchase on eBay was Road Rash for the Sega Saturn. Okay. The Saturn version of Road Rash. Oh, you did win it then. I did win it for £5.56. Oh, sorry. I uh, like a bit of Road Rash. Postage £1.25. Bang in. £6. 
one. <laughs> Do the math. Santa's <laughs> on a postcard. Very simple maths. I got I got an E in maths at school. Really? Mm. I got a B. I'm not very good at that. I'm doing a right for myself now, though, aren't yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> ah, screw you, Mister Smith. That's what I'm assuming it's <laughs> your maths teacher's name. Uh, and and actually, uh, I got a couple of things on Zavi earlier. On Zavi on Mega Mondays. Yeah. Well, one game, a few Blu-rays. I gave Binary Domain a shock. A shock. A shock. A a a a shock. What am I trying to say here? A shot. A shot. I think. I I assume so. I'm thinking Bioshock. I think binary bio. I don't know. Binary domain. Refresh my memory. What is that? Something about third person action action game. game? Yeah. Robots. Okay. Fair enough. I've wanted to play it for a while. I was curious. I kind of want to play Alpha Protocol because I've heard it could have been like the best action RPG of this generation but no. there's just a few things that make it a fucking mess from what i understand like resident evil 6 could have been great yeah <laughs> well <laughs> maybe uh and i think i think actually that's it whoa Oof. it's an awful lot of buying you've been doing tom i think uh, honestly nothing's cost me the most expensive thing is 15 pounds yeah I would like to say I've saved a lot of money this week, but I bought a load of clothes instead. I spent my pocket I'm money on t-shirts. clothes. I know. Playing Earthbound. Yeah. That's how my week's been. That's how I roll. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much it then, I guess. That brings us to the end of the podcast. Oh, maybe we can wrap <laughs> it on a bit longer, I think. Wah, 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 wah. There were a few... I'll mention a few things this week in in, in my world of gaming. Yeah. Um, I was looking through one of the latest issues of Edge magazine. Oh, really? And there's a few things on the horizon which quite interested me. I could take this moment to just uh, talk about these things. Leaf Perhaps. through the pages. Oh, and the Witness is in here as well. Is Puppeteer it for the PS3 looks like a fun platform game. Okay. I Tell me, Tom, what is the the meaning of this puppeteer? It's a platform what? game with a puppet. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a few things announced at E3 which were interesting me. Really? Um, at, at the Electronic Entertainment Expo, that thing that happened two months ago and we haven't stopped talking about it, there were a few interesting things. <laughs> <laughs> so let's look at the PS3, uh, PS4 sorry's launch lineup. Yeah, it's all right. Knack looks pretty good. I'll be picking up Knack. I'll be getting Watch Dogs as well. Uh, yeah, I read about a few things that are going to be free, like uh, Drive Club. There's going to be a free version of that, which they will be quite fun. Yeah. Uh, also, I think Outlast is coming up as a free game eventually, which we, we I spoke to you about earlier. The, the studio is um, comprised of former Ubisoft Naughty Dog uh, staff, and the title owes debt to the likes of Amnesia, which is a game I haven't played. Scary first person game on the PC. I'll show you videos of it yeah. later actually there's some hilarious videos of people playing it and getting really freaked out. But uh, if it's like that, that might may be interesting. That's going to be a free title on uh, for PlayStation Plus members eventually. Banging. A few weeks in. I'm good with that. I think. Uh, and as I mentioned Puppeteer. And oh actually, shit. I have played some and I forgot to say Lego The Lord of the Rings on the Vita. Oh, yeah, played a yeah. yeah. Sorry. Good. Download it. Continue. I played Taz Escape from Mars on a Mega Drive. You Good. Did. Find buy it, it and continue. Buy it. If you haven't got a Mega Drive, buy buy one for it. It's quite good. <laughs> As you can tell, you're not going to be able to play it in anything else, are you? No, that's true. I don't think so. Probably not. It generally seems to be the case with licensed games, unless you know Warner Brothers decides it really wants to make remake all its Looney Tunes games now that Disney are remaking all theirs. Uh, Crimson Dragon and Sunset Overdrive for the Xbox One yeah. look like a couple of the most promising launch titles. Not it's not a launch title. At least oh, Crimson not, Dragon sorry. isn't. No. Neither of them are launch titles. No, um, they're not in the race. Okay, how about Dead Rising 3? That's a launch title, that's good. Yeah, it'll be on the PS4 eventually, I guess. Uh, D4 interests me from Deadly Premonition Dude, Swervy65. Yes, uh, episodic on Twitter. content. Uh, that that Max Curse of the Brotherhood. Yes, we already know this is going to be a good game, and that's I for played the it. It's very good. Uh, not so bothered about the new Killer Instinct. <laughs> yeah, but I see. This is I was going to mention this just now when you were talking about uh, Drive Club. 
They've said it's free. I bet it's free to play and there will be downloadable things. I know there's a retail title too, but it's the same with Killer Instinct. Like, you can't give Killer Instinct flack for being a free to play title, but then Drive Club's probably going to be exactly the same. It's probably going to be like, hey, you can buy one car. Well, I'd imagine it'd probably be a little bit more than that, but you know. It. Until there's a definite on Killer Instinct being a, uh, a retail title, yeah, as well as a pay-to-play game, it's not on my radar. It could be great, but mm, I'm dubious at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario 3D World for the Wii U looks fantastic. Uh, it might be the game that makes me pick up a Wii U. Yeah. I think I love the the 3DS one. So I would say you could play mine, but I, it's surgically attached to my arm at most oh, times your, now. Oh, your so game sorry. Pad. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Sonic Lost World as a Sonic fan will be one I'm very interested in playing looks interesting I'll give it a go Wonderful 101 we know that's good so that'll be one to look forward to I need to get to playing Bayonetta because Bayonetta 2 is coming out for the uh, Wii U that's one of the uh, premier titles on everyone's list at the minute Um, Mario Kart 8 will be great I mean with the Wii U, it's like, yeah, that'll be great. That'll be great. That'll be great. Uh, I'm not worried about the Wii U's lineup. I'm not worried about the Wii U's lineup in the sense that, you know, There's Nintendo so will out. produce solid games, as they always do. I'm worried about the Wii U lineup in the fact that I'm more inclined now to buy third party developers' titles just as a sign of, I really like this console. Please develop more games for it so people will buy it. Mm. And hopefully they will. If you build it, they will come. But I'm just one man, Tom. Me buying a cop, as you said to me yesterday, you can't single-handedly save a system, which is... No, you can't. I know, uh, which is something I... Just don't buy everything for it. No, I'm not going to buy everything for it. Buy what you want. I need to buy Black Flag... Not Black Flag, uh, Assassin's Creed 3, whatever the shit in hell that's called. (laughs) I don't like that game. I I love two. I love Brotherhood. I really yeah. like the series. I just don't like three. I'm excited about some uh, one of the new 3DS titles coming out, which is Yoshi's New Island. Looks good. Like the series. Can't also, wait for really, that one. Uh, is the Yoshi's Epic Yarn game also a 3DS title, or is no, that? No, I think that's Wii a, Wii, that's disappeared. What happened with that? No, they did talk about it at E3. Ah. I just they didn't really mention it much because it's so early in development. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 should be interesting based on the trailer they showed at E3. And uh, Batman will be pretty good. And Batman. Destiny will be pretty good. There's this one called Yaiba Ninja Gaiden Z, which uh, I'm interested in playing because I like these hack and slash kind of things. You do. And this has a sense of humour again, so uh, maybe the new Deadpool. But uh, Star Wars Battlefront should be good. Killer is dead. Yeah, very much. That's coming out next week. Very much looking forward to that. Bit Mad Max. Yeah, uh, we've talked about these titles, man. Let's talk about some in this relatively new. Have you heard that Microsoft have done another flippy floppy? Oh, with the Connect. Yeah, don't need a Connect anymore. But it always comes with it. It always comes with it now. Yeah, you don't need one anymore. Yeah, you don't have to. It's not. You can disconnect it. Yeah. yeah. So everyone going crazy about. Mm. their privacy rest assured you can just unplug the connect and leave it in the box like everyone else is going to <laughs> i i thought a little bit about this and i thought the connect is a fantastic piece of kit and i remember those when it first came out and those initial plays on the connect sports and such i was like wow this is fantastic technology this is doing what i do on the on the wii without a controller I really like Fruit Ninja. Yeah, I but think if we use the Connect more, we might grow to love it more. No. Okay. That on. would involve a decent game being developed for it. I'm interested in The Evil Within. This is uh, Shinji Mikami, again, yeah. who we like mentioning on the podcast. Uh, Not as much as Suda51. <laughs> we actually have a quote that Suda, we have to Suda, mention Suda51 Suda, Suda. 51, 51 <laughs> times every podcast. <laughs> I like his games. I know, so do I. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this looks great. This is the guy who designed uh, Trials of the Damned and, well, designed the gameplay of Trials of the Damned. Not, not the creative force behind the writing. No. Of course, in the, di- the direction. And that's uh, Suda51. 
<laughs> just making um, a tally. But yeah, the, the evil did look great, and I'm going to check that out. Survival horror from uh, the godfather of the genre. Uh, Mad Max is going to be released not only on the next generation formats, but also the uh, PS3 and yeah, 360. As you said, it's based on the Just Cause 2 engine. Yeah, which which I'm kind of a bit ah about. I like Just Cause 2, but at the same time, I was kind of hoping for a, a, a next gen romp. We'll never forget E3 and the gaming delights which will follow. Gone, but not forgotten. Saying that though, um, uh, Gamescom's coming up next week. Oh great! Well, there'll so be more news, there will these be exciting more titles, news, and more, more for us to cover news. on on the podcast. Yes, I wanted to go, but I couldn't get. You wanted to go? Yeah, I was going go to oh, go. go to I'm going to go to um, uh, Euro Eurogamer Eurogamer instead, though. I think now. Do you know the Blast Process team go Eurogamer every year? They do. Yeah, I know. You should speak to Dave. I have spoken to Dave. Oh. oh. Yeah. Um. Actually, we also recorded a, a blast process podcast last week that we we hinted at. It'll be up soon. It'll we'll, be yes. Uh, we'll don't, let you know. Don't uh, give up hope. It is on its way. It's and recorded. if you if if you want to request it, ask Dave Jennings. Yeah. If you want to hassle Dave Jennings, <laughs> feel free. <laughs> Beats me to well, We had a lot of fun recording it, and uh, we can't wait till you get the opportunity to listen to it. It is substantially different from our ramblings on Tom and Matt Attack. It is. Um. I'm a, I'm a lot more reserved for one thing, I think, until the end. Well, the first time you're on the show. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, uh, I think that wraps it up. We it does. Kind of, we just kind of ramble. I, I ramble. Yeah, we just kind of rambled for a bit. Do you like that? I was just reading Avenger magazine. Yeah, like, oh, that's nice. <laughs> well, that looks good. Oh, that's but a good game. <laughs> that was my thoughts about what's coming up. And I think, you know, we look towards the future, uh, discussing the future of video gaming and... Uh, Titles which could entertain and excite us in ways that titles like Shadows of the Damned and El Shaddai and Earthbound have done recently. Yeah, that's us. true. Like, game, honestly, games like El Shaddai and Shadows of the Damned give me hope. And that's a good thing. Because I've started to get to that point now where most things I'm playing, the story just isn't there or it's a story I've played a lot of times, and I kind of had a mini-argument with people about it on Twitter a couple of weeks back, of me saying, well, last story isn't that great. Gameplay-wise, yeah, it is, but it's a JRPG. It should have a story that I've not played seven million times, and you can't just pass that off as, well, it's a JRPG. You've, of course you've played it seven million times. Well, no, I'm, I'm playing Earthbound, and it's the freshest game I've played, and... But we're not calling this podcast Go Play Earthbound. We've already done it. No, uh, we, we should call it Pseudo 51. <laughs> <laughs> or m- m- my my favourite, Podcast of the Damned. No, that might work. Yeah, we can go with that. Yours is more clever. Yeah. Wait and see. Ooh, uh, you'll good, already uh, know. Have a good old week. We'll be back with you uh, next week for more more of the same. Yeah, Um. we will have actually sat down and planned our podcast next week as well. We always do it every it week. A, yeah, well, this was a bit of a running start. Has anyone I'd... ever commented on our format? I don't think so. Let no. us know, please, honestly. Like, we we want to make this a tighter show than it is, I but guess. But do we need but to? Like, this is we the are thing. What we are. Are we, are we good rambling? Should are we, we entertaining you with the main... Yeah, should we, should Actually, we after that? us mumbling for that? 10 minutes about what was in Edge magazine, <laughs> I don't think we were in the right to ask that question. <laughs> um, yeah, let us know. Honestly, please, 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 please tell us about the formatting because we, we will change it. We will make it a better podcast. We will make it more pleasurable for your Well, what you would, we just want to do the very best we can. I hope you're enjoying what we do. If you do, keep listening. If you don't, let us know why. Yeah. And with that, I think it's time to say game on. Game on. Please, Facebook, forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. Find us on Twitter, at TMA Cast. And, yeah, on iTunes, rate and subscribe, please. Love you long time. Give us a a go. Honestly, uh, thank you for your continued support um, via the podcast and via Twitter for a lot of people. uh, Mm. We have a great bunch of Twitter followers. I've been doing a lot of Follow Fridays. Our list keeps growing because, honestly, I keep interacting with so many nice people. Nobody's a dick on our our Twitter followers. We seem to have a good, strong Twitter follower base. Everyone's very passionate. It just seems to be the retro gaming community on on, uh, Twitter. Sorry. Seems to be good. Let's start a, a new thing with the podcast. Game of the week. 
If you can, play Conker's Bad Fur Day. Yeah, go for it. If you can, emulate it. If you have a cartridge, do that. Or get it on the Xbox. I hopefully will be getting a cartridge. Actually, I've got to go and charge my phone so I can bid on it. <laughs> will he buy it? Find out next week. On Until Tom then, and Matt Attack. Game on. Game on. <laughs> <laughs>